Shut up and sit down. Welcome back in to No One Asked Us. I'm Craig Choate. That is the Logan Lee. This is episode 51 of our show. No One Asked Us. Thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. Um, do us a favor. If you're on YouTube, give us a like on the video down below. You're already here. It just takes one click. Hit the thumbs up for us and then hit subscribe while you're there. Get our subscribers up and it'll let you know every time we post a new uh, episode like this or a new post game or a, a live watch along that we are uh, going to try and do a couple more times i think this season if you're listening to us on apple or spotify just give us a rating and a review as well uh, really helps boost our show and and lets us know what you guys are thinking of the content as always chapters are in the descriptions for those that might not want to hear everything if you want to hear something specific they are in the descriptions youtube it's easy just click the click the time code um, you have to scroll a little bit for Apple and Spotify. Um, like I said, I'm Craig Choate. That's Logan Lee at Craig W. Choate at the Logan Lee at No One Asked Us Pod. It's our show Twitter where you can find all of our episodes and all of our content. Thanks for joining in, Logan. Thank you for joining in. How's it going? Happy birthday, Craig. <laughs> a couple days late, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, I wish you happy birthday the day of your birthday too, but it's yes, fine. You did. Happy you belated did. birthday. Thank you, you feel older, older now. How old are you now? 35, 37. 40 where are we at it's been a good show guys it's been a good run logan is uh getting the boot off of the no uh i'm 32 turned 32 on saturday um and i will forever be grateful to logan for not sharing the post publicly that he shared with me privately (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i was thinking when i said that six or seven years ago It wasn't that long ago, but shortly after it, you had deleted your Snapchat. So <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. It was good. It was good. Good uh, chill um, Saturday. We did go to the Louisville game on Saturday. Um, lost to Logan Lee's Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, out of South Bend, um, but that was our first Louisville basketball game. It was fun. The arena is really, really nice. Um, so yeah, it was good. Other than that. Um, sat on the couch and watched some an outstanding week of football. So couldn't, couldn't have asked for, for a better Ooh, gift a from the NFL this weekend, which we will get into. Um, what'd you do this weekend? Anything? Well, Craig, I am happy to report. First off, it was a very productive weekend around here, but I'm very happy and very sad to report that my house has officially been de Christmasified. Um, <laughs> So all of the seasonal Christmas decorations, I say that because there are some Christmas decorations that will never come down. Aside from the lights on the outside of the house, um, everything, everything is down. So uh, that was, that was a good chunk of our weekend, especially on Sunday. Um, Productive weekend around here. Not only was it your birthday birthday this weekend, it was Allison's birthday last week. So kind of extended the celebrating on that throughout the week and went to dinner Friday night and everything. So um yeah it was it was good i mean i'll admit and we'll we'll get to that discussion i didn't watch a ton of the illinois game on friday night um i did catch a good chunk of the second half i guess there, um, there was a game there was a game friday we can forget about that one <laughs> uh, but no it was it was a good weekend around here and uh there's a lot more room to move in my house now now that i don't have two giant christmas trees taking up uh, a good Ooh. chunk of my two tree family 1400 square craig 
There are four trees in my house. Oh, <laughs> one of them just stays up year round. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised you're not a family that has a Christmas tree that stays up. And then like in April, it's an Easter tree. And then October, it it's like a Halloween. I tree. do know people that do that. Uh, it doesn't really necessarily get decorated. Um, but uh, there is a tree in my house. that does stay up year round. Uh, but yes, during wow. the holidays, we do have three trees in our not huge home so <laughs> i was gonna say we we didn't have room for one this year i don't know how you find room for yeah. three. Oh, we we find room baby but uh but no that was that was our weekend so so it was good it was good 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 all right let's hop into the show um we're going to start with our typical moment and question of the week then we're going to talk a little illinois basketball probably a lot of illinois basketball um there is a another mvc missouri valley note that we will discuss um some illinois football news nfl and then um, I didn't tell Logan this, but I had a big week in the movie TV department. Oh, so wow. We're going to have wow. stuff to talk about that Logan that's was wonderful. not prepared for. So wow, we got that. That's incredible. Well. Great. <laughs> we're going to start, though, with moment of the week. Logan Lee, you go first. Well, I'm going to ask you this. I, I do want to talk about some celebrity gossip. Okay. Do you want to do that as the moment of the week or should we save that? for later in the show we'll do like the ends like our entertainment section okay so, we'll say so that we'll for later so yeah. th- i do have another moment of the week that i do want to highlight um a name that i have mentioned on the show once or twice before uh but i definitely want to give her a shout out caitlin young yeah from from oakwood illinois from oakwood high school obviously my hometown uh playing basketball at murray state in her second season there with the racers uh just absolutely tearing it up um She's like conference player of the week, seemingly like every week or every other week at this point has been for, for a while now. Uh, but she was just, just this past week named to the Becky Hammond uh, player of the year, mid season watch list. Wow. Which is the award they've been doing it for a few years now, but it goes to the best uh, mid major player in women's college basketball. And they they named 15 players to this list and she is one of them. Wow. Uh, so like that's, that's really cool. Like a sophomore um, out of little Oakwood is, is putting up those kind of numbers. She's, I looked it up. She's like 20 points a game, almost eight rebounds a game. Both of those are leading the Ohio Valley. Um, I think she's in like the top 10 in the country in several categories. Um, like in, in the whole, in all of women's college basketball, uh, yeah. not just the middle major schools. So she's having an excellent season. Uh, so I wanted to give her a shout out for, for that. Don't know if she'll win the award, obviously, obviously by the end of the year, but certainly she's in the conversation being one of the top 15 uh, mid-major players in the country. So shout out to her yeah. and uh, excited to next year, see her play in the Missouri Valley. That's uh, going to be, yeah. it's going to be a little bit better competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mentioned it that, she, you know, family and people back. They had a large number of people that traveled to the game at Eastern. I saw yeah. a picture of when they played in Charleston. On, on I saw Martin that Luther, as well. Martin Luther King day. Yeah. Um, they had a bunch of Oakwood people at that game. So it'll be nice that they get to go to a few more of her games um, where they're playing in the Missouri Valley. So they can go to Illinois state and Indiana state and Bradley and yeah. Valparaiso. I'll probably try to get over and see her play at Valparaiso too. So uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to her. That was really cool. Um, she's doing a lot and uh, OVC player of the decade. That's what we've been saying for uh, for months on Twitter now. My friend Josh and I, we've been sharing the love. So OVC player of the decade. And then she'll have to be the OVC and the MVC. I was going to say, she's decade. leaving. It's hard. It's it's going to be hard to make a case at this point. But Josh and I have tried so hard. Uh, but we'll see how, how that goes. But yeah, that's that was my quote unquote moment of the week. So Yeah. I remember 
I obviously remember her at Oakwood from my time at WCIA. I don't think I ever covered any of their games. Maybe, maybe, maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, they, not many. They were good. Um, obviously it, it was a lot. The focus was on her, but they had some other players around her too. One of my best yeah. friends is, is the coach there. The women's, okay. the girls coach at Oakwood. Um, she's, she just hit like her 60th win or something the other day. Um, I saw you tweet about that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Stephanie Marsh is as the girls coach. Um, but yeah, they, they had a good run when, when she was there. Oakwood in general has had good girls basketball teams. I mean, when I was in high school, that was, I mean, really some of the best sports we had was girls basketball. I yeah. Mean, when St- I mean, Stephanie's a year older than me. And so she was, she had some really good teams there. And I think they were, they were close a year or two from, from really making a run. Um, a couple of those seasons, uh, like my sophomore, junior year, junior, senior year, something like that. Yeah. Um, they were pretty darn good, but, but yeah, they're, they're good. And she's Caitlin young is fantastic. So. so did she originally commit to SIU? I don't think so. No, I know she had, I know that they had scouted her. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what all schools she looked at. Um, I don't remember who all was in the mix, but I do know that that Southern looked at her okay. uh, because I do remember talking to her a little bit during that process. Okay. Um, just kind of about Southern and, and things like that. Uh, I don't remember which coach was recruiting her at the, at the time. Cause I think it was somebody that I did know from when I was with the program. Um, but yeah, I, th- I don't think I she thought, committed there. I thought but, I saw she committed there and I was like, Oh, that's perfect. A girl from Oakwood going to SIU yeah. Logan had some influence there. I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Um, but I do know that, that they were in on her at least. Um, yeah. So, okay. all right. Well, yeah. Um, great, great player. Um, I, I know, I don't know her, but um, I know who she is and I know she's, she's really balling out at, at Murray we have state. The, we have the same birthday. Fun fact. Oh, Caitlin Young. I mean, she's obviously significantly <laughs> younger than me. Younger. Um, but uh, but yeah, April 29th. Shout out. Okay. April awesome. 29th birthdays. Awesome. Us and Jerry Seinfeld. What's up? Oh, I don't know. There is a celebrity, but I don't know who it is. Oh, has, come on. Has Somebody has your birthday. They do. They do. But I don't remember who it is. What day was that? Um, that was Saturday. That's Saturday, 22nd? 22nd. January 22nd. Oh look, you talk. What you give me okay. your moment of the week? So I'm I'm going off of the sports path here for my moment of the week, and I'm going with the story that has kind of um, taken the nation over this week. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen it. A reporter in West Virginia was hit mm-hmm. by a car while doing a live shot, and yep. people are up in arms about it, and they are finally noticing the less glamorous side of the TV business. And every point that has been made about this reporter getting hit by a car is a reason that I am glad I got out of the business and a reason why I got out of the business. Let me preface this. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here, Logan, but I wouldn't say a rant, but I'm going to air some things out. Um, I'm here for it. Let's go. Best Festivus here. Festivus in January. Speaking of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me preface this as saying, I loved my job at WCIA. I loved doing what I was doing at WCIA. I was 
getting paid to go to basketball games. I was seeing the best facilities in the country, Big Ten campuses, uh, best teams in the country. I loved every second of it, but not for a single second was it worth what I got paid or the time that I put into it. Um, and that's not WCIA. That is the business, and that's what I'm talking about here. N- nothing that I'm about to say is a knock on WCIA. It's just the business of local TV. So this um, this reporter, Tori Yorgi at WSAZ in West Virginia, was doing a live shot outside at night in really cold temperatures. She was the only one there. Um, it used to be called One Man Band. It has now become multimedia journalist, to be all-inclusive there. Um, multimedia journalist means you are setting up the story yourself, you are shooting the story yourself. You're shooting the interviews and doing the interviews yourself. You are editing the video yourself. You are writing the story yourself. You are presenting the story yourself. You are setting up the camera yourself. You're running the live shot by yourself. You have no help whatsoever. And you're making, I'm not going to say exactly, but you're making in the $30,000 range if you're lucky. And you're working 40 hours a week at the least, if you're lucky, normally 50 hours a week, but only getting paid for 40 hours a week. That business is not good for you. You have to have a certain mentality to survive in that business. And every point that has been made, national reporters are talking about this story, talking about how corporate just sucks their employees dry. And I'm glad people are finally noticing it. I hate that it had to take a reporter getting hit by a car during a live shot to notice, but I'm glad people are noticing that the TV business, there's a lot of things people don't know about it that make it not a good place to work. So I could go on and on, but we should move on from it. But that is my moment of the week. Um, shining some light on this, um, this TV business because um, Tori Yorgi, who funny enough, it was her last week at that station. Did you see that? <laughs> it was her last week at that station. She's going to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm on her Twitter right now. She announced on January 12th that her next stop is Pittsburgh. So it was her last week at this station. She gets hit by a car. Um, I saw she was on CNN talking about it. Um, it. It's just a moment that I'm glad happened, but also it sucks that it happened. It's just shining some light. And I could talk forever about it, but um, I, I'm glad people are noticing that that reporters at local TV stations like that get taken for granted of get taken for granted way too much. I don't want to stress on a lot of this stuff. I don't want to get yeah. into the nuts and bolts of it, but yeah, I mean, it's hard for this to be a thing probably at every single TV station because. A lot of markets can't afford some of these things, but yep. I mean, do you think there should always be a photog with reporters? No, no. Or okay. when they're so doing that's live what... shots, or what would you yes. say is when think... when is a when is a photog necessary for a so, reporter? So for reference, obviously, I, I traveled to New York twice, Phoenix once. Um, I think those were the only ones I did. Uh, a niece went to Florida when Illinois played at South Florida. Um, like 
WCI sends their sports people all over the place. Right. Those are doable. You're in an arena. You're at a, you're at a game. Th- those are doable by yourself. Yeah. Um, every home game, they do the live shots. They do the pregame show. The the uh, they stream the pressers. Those are doable. Situations like she was in, she was at an apartment complex covering winter weather at night by herself. You need a photog for that. Yeah, she's a female. Like it's dangerous, not only for weather but for other reasons. It's dangerous yeah. out there by yourself. I don't think news live shots should ever be multimedia journalists. Like if if you don't have the capability to send someone out there for protection or help, either or, then you should just do it from studio. Uh, that, that's where I come from. Um, certain you. situations, they're doable. If it's in the middle of the day in a populated area, maybe, yeah, you can do it yourself. But then you come across with the fact that you have tens of thousands of dollars of equipment and a ton of people there that can just yeah. grab it. And it it's just, it, it's tough right. too. It's doable, but if you can avoid it, I would say you always need a photog to run your live shot. I agree. I think there are, obviously I haven't actually professionally been in this business, but um, I do it. I knew and did enough as an amateur to know, and I've seen it enough that there are certain situations where it, it should just be mandatory. Yeah. There's a photog with you. And not every situation, last... as you said, not every yeah. single life shot needs it. Um, but yes, yeah, she was in a situation where she absolutely should have had somebody else there. Yeah. And one last thing with this live shots have changed 10, 15 years ago. You had to drive the big truck and, and right. raise, raise the big mast and turn it the right way and call in and get the shot anymore. Even my five years at WCIA, you have what it's called a backpack. You literally, it's a little machine like this big. Yeah. You plug it, plug a cord into that, plug a cord into the camera, press a button. And then you just call and be like, Hey, do you got me? Yeah, we got you. All right, good. I mean, where you, any need, more... the help, where you need the help is the communication, right? Um, it's not hard. You can, you just call and like, you put your headphones in like I do now. And it's just a cell phone number that you can call and it's, it's your IFB, what you hear, what the people are telling you and when to go and all that. So it's not hard. It's just, it, you situations, need help sometimes. Situations like that, it should be mandatory to somebody's yep. Yes, I agree. Yep. I agree. <clears throat> all right. Um, you were looking something up before I started. Uh, uh, yes, you rant. do have, you do have one celebrity birthday in particular. I feel like, uh, is it like a rapper? Uh, well, logic. Or- Logic is logic. One, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but there's a bigger one. Uh, ah, uh, man. What's the what's the industry? Uh, culinary arts. Is it Paula Dean? No, Guy Fieri. Yes, <laughs> yeah, my guy, my guy, Guy Fieri. Yes. Big Guy Fieri yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, love Happy flavor, birthday, Guy Fieri. Love flavor. Forgot about that. Forgot about that. All right. Moving on. Um, thanks you for letting me indulge on the TV business for our, our moment of the week there. I know I probably went way too long, but uh, moving on to question. We did not have a question of the week last week to, to go over. We didn't throw one. Did we throw one out there? I didn't check our we, Twitter. Uh, we talked about <laughs> it on the show, but I kind of <laughs> never did. I never actually tweeted. Que- question of the week is Logan's thing. So we just, we just skipped over it last week. Whoops. Um, this week, and it's a topic that we will um, talk about more here in a little bit. Should the NFL change the overtime rule? Just yes or no? Does it need some sort of change? Um, I hope this is one-sided, but uh, we're going to throw it out to you. 
Um, I, it's just as simple. We're not asking what you would do or what needs to be changed or anything like that. Just does there need to be a change? Yes or no? We would love comments though. Feel free to yes, comment on please. The, feel free to comment in the video. Like that's cool. Like if you have if you have ideas or thoughts in the video, that'd be cool. Or even on Twitter where we put the question out there. Lord love comments. But all we all we really need is is a yes or no. Yeah, comment in the YouTube sec comment section or tweet at us back if you uh, tweet back at us if if you have thoughts of what you would like to see change. If you want to see anything change with the NFL over time. All right, getting into the bulk of the show. Um, we did not do a post game for the Illinois Maryland game on Friday. Um, mainly Friday because games suck. We yeah, Friday games suck. One. And two, we just kind of want to block it out from our brain. So as soon as we get done talking about it today, we are no longer going to discuss what happened Friday night. Um, Illinois goes on the road and loses at Maryland 81 to 65. Uh, Just absolutely demolished. Kofi Coburn was out. He did not play. Um, He has a concussion as of now. No update that I have seen on his status yet. Um, So he missed that game. And uh, Maryland really took advantage. Uh, it, it was close for the most part. Um, I just had the, yeah, it was a four-point game. Four-point game with 544 left. And then Maryland just went on an absolute tear and ended the game on like a, shoot, I don't even know, 17-5 to five run. I think it was 24-7 to seven run to end the game, something like that. Um, so Illinois oh, drops no. to 13-5. and five. Um, six and two in the Big Ten. Uh, Alfonso Plummer led with 18 points. Grandison had 14. Trent Frazier had 13. Bossman's Verdonk had six. Coleman Hawkins had five. Curbelo only had four with four rebounds and four fouls in 14 minutes. It was really a five man rotation. Um, the five starters Bossman's Verdonk, Grandison, Plummer, Williams, and Frazier. Um, 35, 34, 34, 25, 24 minutes, Curbelo 14, Payne 13, Hawkins 11. So not a ton of depth on Friday night and Maryland really, really exposed Illinois for not having Kofi Dante Scott had 25, a career high, 25 points. Just Illinois did not have an answer for him. Um, like I said, it, it, it was close and Illinois battled for, a lot of the game for 30 minutes of that game. And then the second half of the second half just collapsed and let Maryland pull away and, and win it by 16. Um, I know it's without Kofi Coburn, but that's a game that you one shouldn't lose by 16, but you really shouldn't lose at all. You're a good enough team to beat Maryland without Kofi Coburn. They just weren't prepared to play without Kofi. How much did you watch? I know you said you didn't watch a ton. So how much can you, uh, add to I this? didn't hardly see any of the first half. Um, I did at least see most of the second half. I wasn't paying as much attention. Um, I did. I mean, I was paying enough attention to see, to see Plummer get hot at times. Um, but that's, yeah, that second half. That was just, it was just awful. You can just, there's just, there are a lot of things wrong with this team. Yes. Now that's, Kid, you could say that's a stretch, seeing how they're thirteen and five and only six and two in the conference, or six and two in the conference. They've only lost twice in Big Ten. Yep. Granted, those have been the last their last two games. Um, I, I just I want to see this team play healthy. 
I, I just want to see a healthy Illinois men's basketball team on the floor. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it. Um, now, I can't really defend what happened against at Maryland. Um, but I will say a few things. One, even Illinois playing without Kofi for what has now been four games mm-hmm. and without Curbelo, which has been for most of the season, mm-hmm. um, with Trent being not fully healthy for at least a couple, two to three games, they're still 13 and five. <laughs> they're yeah. still six and two in the conference. Um, so I don't, I don't want to jump the gun and start panicking because that's certainly not the situation. That's not what we're trying to suggest here because I do think this game was, this Maryland game was just forgettable. Sorry if I was shaking the camera there for anybody that was actually watching this. Um, you weren't actually watching the screen, so you wouldn't know. I wasn't. But, no, I'm looking at betting lines. <laughs> um, it's just, it is, it is frustrating um, because we do know the talent that this team has. We do know what they're capable of doing, uh, and they just failed to show it Friday night. Um, the other thing I will say is, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, the Big Ten is a bloodbath. You did say that last night. The Big Ten is is an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. Realistically, I'll ask you this question. How many losses do you think the Big Ten champion ends up with? I mean, right now, Michigan State only has one loss. Five or six. Illinois and Wisconsin and Ohio State all have two losses. So, sure, realistically, I mean, it's possible that somebody could finish with a lot less than that. Um, But I just, yeah, five or six is probably right. I I, I don't think this is, this every single night, a ranked team is going to go somewhere and lose. It could be at home. It could be on the road. Uh, Mm -hmm. Illinois was just another victim of this over the weekend. Um, As I said, I just, I want to see this team healthy playing together. Um, Whether that's happens now or whether that happens, as long as it happens by the beginning of March, I guess we're fine. Assuming that they're still in good enough standing to make the tournament. Um, But I don't know. Uh, It was certainly frustrating to even partially watch like I did. Um, So definitely one to forget. Uh, And you'll have those. We knew this team was not perfect. They haven't been perfect. They've struggled several times throughout the season. Um, but that was one that you definitely should have had. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Post game, Underwood said a couple things. Um, Curbelo had like a hundred point six degree flu or fever. Yeah, so he did not feel well. That's why he only played fourteen minutes. Um, Trent Frazier. Uh, Brad Underwood said today, uh, Monday, in his press conference that Trent Frazier uh, took a pretty nasty fall the day after or the day before the Purdue game um, in practice. So he played bad defensively because he was hurting from the fall he took in practice. Um, You had Kofi that was out. You had Coleman Hawkins who just got over the flu. I don't think he um, had any effects of that, but – like you said, it, it's just a, when are we going to have our full, if you're Brad Underwood, it's like, when are we going to have our full team? Yeah. Um, but he's not going around making comments at press conferences like Penny Hardaway did. He's just coaching his team. 
Um, that could be another moment of the week. If you haven't, look at what Penny Hardaway said in his post-game press conference. I don't know week. what world Penny Hardaway thinks he's living in. I don't uh, know who thought Penny Hardaway would be a good college basketball is, coach. Is, well, that's a conversation for a different day, but does he just think that Memphis is like the only team that's <laughs> that's struggling with, with health yeah. issues and keeping players on the on the court? Did you see? Has he um, not looked around the rest of college basketball? I think it was. Let me try to find it. It was Isaac Trotter, um, former uh, Illini Inquirer reporter. He's now a um, national reporter for Twenty Four Seven Sports. He quoted something like the day after. Um, yeah, Evan, Evan Mayakawa, Evan Maya yeah. on Twitter. He does a bunch of stats and stuff. Here's the games missed by rotation players from top 100 teams per evanmaya.com. Gonzaga, Arizona, and Duke have really benefited from great health this year, while Illinois and Houston have already had to overcome a lot of injury issues. So games missed by rotation players. Illinois has missed nearly 25 games, and they're still a top – well, they're top 25 now. And that's the most – in the country Memphis has missed less than 15 games and they're ranked close to 50th by their rotation. So um, Isaac Trotter said, no one showed this to Penny Hardaway, please. Um, I, di- I digress on that. Um, so yeah, Maryland game without Kofi. So take it for a grain of salt, but it's a game you should have won. Um, just nothing quite. It never quite clicked. Um, Illinois hung in there, but they it just never could quite get over the hump and couldn't stop anybody. And the offense was just atrocious without Kofi in the middle. So now we move on uh, a game Tuesday night, uh, tomorrow night, seven o'clock. It is on ESPN. It was a game that could either be on ESPN or ESPN two or wherever they wanted. They did decide to throw it on ESPN against number 10, Michigan state, Michigan state coming in after a win on the road at number eight at the time, Wisconsin, and they took it to Wisconsin. Um, it was a 20-point game at one point. Um, they're 15-3. and three. Uh, They're leading the Big Ten, right? Is that correct? Uh, six and one? Yes. yes. Yes, they're leading the Big Ten at six and one. Do you have any initial thoughts? We'll see who plays. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think whatever, I think the, the roster that Illinois has on the court and whether or not they're healthy will have something to do with it. I think a fully healthy Illinois team is definitely more than capable of winning this game, but if they don't have Kofi, if they don't have a healthy Trent or a healthy Curbelo, no chance, no chance. I mean, I, I think you, I think you could realistically get away with not having one of those guys. I mean, they've made it this most of the season so far without having Curbelo. So you could probably get away with not having one of them. Uh, but not having Kofi is is a challenge in itself. Um, so I'm not uh, I'm not expecting much. Is this a home? This is a home game, correct? Yes, this is home. They it's go to home. Michigan State a little later, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> I obviously I think they're they're certainly capable of doing it, but if if they're not healthy, um, if Kofi's not on the floor, I think it's it might be a lost cause. Um, yes, just because he is that important to this team. Yep. So That's as of thoughts. now, 
as of now, game lines normally come out 24 hours prior. Um, so we're not quite to the 24 hour because it is six o'clock on a Monday night. Um, and I ask you this all the time and you always tell me, well, it, if you ask me this, then it's not what I think it should be. So what do you think the line is right now? They normally come out 24 hours. DraftKings does not have theirs out, but I did find one that is out. <sighs> Illinois is number 24 in the country. Michigan State is number 10, coming off a big win. Illinois coming off a loss. Logan's not really a gambler, so it's tough for no, him. No, I'm, I'm not, but I'm just trying to, like, even think what they know because that's the thing. I'm not sure anybody knows anything, right. especially about Illinois right now. Brad um, Underwood talked to the media today and of course was asked, and this was at like one o'clock central. He said, I'll know more at two 30. So I think Kofi had a appointment or had a check-in at two 30 central, three 30 Eastern um, with the doctors. So as of now, I mean, there's I don't, no status update on i don't Kofi. i don't know i would think at least i don't know i i'm not even sure what to who guess do you think who do you think is favored michigan state illinois is favored by five and a half points i was gonna say i was going to say michigan state by five um so 10 points off there logan the vegas insider <laughs> vegas insider that com. clearly not, tells me that they. I'm not that calling person, you Vegas Insider. I'm that saying person <laughs> is expecting that Kofi's playing. Kofi's that playing. Illinois is yes. going to be healthy. Yes. Um, that's all that is, and they don't really know. <laughs> so, so my question uh, yes. is: Do I throw Kofi's my healthy, paycheck on Illinois or Michigan State plus five and a half? <laughs> maybe. I, I mean, I I would strongly consider if Kofi doesn't play. I don't think there's a chance. <laughs> no, um, no. If no, if I don't Kofi either. plays and is healthy and. You don't have a you don't have Trent or Curbelo at 100. percent I think they could still pull it off. Um, but oh, if if Kofi plays and every, if everyone plays, yeah, I think Illinois yeah. can definitely win the game. Yeah. Um, but if Kofi doesn't play, that that takes 15 points away from Illinois right there. Right. Like that's a huge swing. If Kofi no, yeah, play, so. I, I I understand that line. Um, assuming Kofi plays. That's, yeah. that's pretty much the, the difference maker in that. Yep. So that person was expecting him to play, and I was expecting him to not play. I think yep. he's the difference between 10 points. Absolutely. Um, should have talked about this when we first started talking about the, um, the, the Maryland game and Kofi being out. What went, or like how, on a scale of one to 10, how shocked were you when the reports started coming out that, you know, Kofi wasn't in Maryland with, well, this is what happened because we haven't said it yet. Um, apparently, Kofi posted on Snapchat a picture from Champaign the night before the game, which everyone knew the team was in Maryland because the team flies out the night before and they always post when they get there that they're, you know, they we've landed in college park or whatever it is in, in Maryland. They always post on social. Well, after they posted that Kofi posted on his Snapchat that he was still in Champaign. So then the rumors started flowing all over the message boards and my text and all my group chats started going crazy. And I started texting a couple of people and, and all that. Uh, it wasn't until the next day that I think Jeff Goodman and John Rothstein and all the national guys tweeted that, that he wasn't with the team and he was out with the concussion. So when I initially texted you the night before, I texted you the screenshot of the message right. boards. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, 
Like, was it shock or was it like, what, what was the reaction? Um, like, give, give me a break. Yeah. I think I was almost kind of, it was, I was certainly wasn't expecting it. Um, but I think it was, I think it just kind of numbed me. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm already kind of numb. Um, yeah. just from everything else that this season, this team has gone through this season with, with Curbelo and with three guys at the beginning of the season, not playing and then Kofi being suspended for three games. And I just, I wasn't shocked, but I think I'm just kind of numb to all of it. And I, just was of, it, was it you that tweeted something about, well, it's only January 24th. Yeah. Let's just get to March. Yeah. That's what I yeah. said earlier today, which I stand yeah. by that. I, I mean, I think that what I said was I have to remind myself that it's only January 24th and this team's and that if this team is healthy going into March, they're capable of doing big things, which I do believe yeah. is true. Yeah. But the, that if continues to get bigger and bigger every day. Um, yeah. I think this is a team that is certainly capable of at least making it to the second round of, or to the second weekend of the tournament. Granted, mm-hmm. last year's team was capable of that too, and that didn't happen. But um, I think there's enough talent here to do that. I don't know that this is the final four team. Mm-hmm. I've yet to convince me myself of that. I've heard other people mention Illinois as a, as a contender to get that far. Um, and I can certainly understand that to an extent. If you have Kofi dominating and Curbelo comes back and all these things are clicking. Sure. I think there's enough there, but I haven't convinced me that this team is actually going to be to that point. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, at this point, I would honestly be happy with, you know, winning a couple games in the big 10 tournament and winning a couple games in the NCAA tournament. Like I would consider those two things to, to make for a successful season at this point, just the way everything else is gone. Yeah. Short answer for me right now. I know we're still two months away from tournament time or I guess not quite two months. Um, I, I need a sweet 16. I, I think I need a sweet 16 um, given, although a lot can, a lot can happen from then. Cause if Kofi misses the same number of games that Curbella missed with his concussion, like, no, uh, just win one game. But if everything, so, if everyone okay. is there, if Kofi is playing and Curbello is playing and everyone's playing, this needs to be a second weekend team. This needs to be a sweet 16 team. Let me ask you this. Cause I think all three of these things are certainly still feasible at this point in the season. If I were to give you three choices and you could choose one, what would you choose? Big 10 regular season champion, Big 10 tournament champion, or Sweet 16? You can only have one of the three. What would you Sweet choose? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. We need, Illinois needs a run in the tournament. They haven't had a run in the tournament since 2005. And Sweet 16 would justify a – I mean, that's a obviously sec, making it to, that's that makes it to the forward. second weekend. Yep. Yep. That's further than they made last year with, with yes. Iowa Sumer on the roster. So you, I get Illinois, that, but Illinois needs to make NCAA tournament noise. Yeah. Even if they like, if they make it to the sweet 16 as a 10 seed and they go 500 in the big 10 and don't make any noise in the big 10 tournament, but they make it to the sweet 16, I will be thrilled because Illinois hasn't made a sweet 16 since 2005. So you, I mean, not that I'm disagreeing with you, but I just want to clarify, you're saying you would rather have, an Illinois team that finishes 500 ish in the conference and wins those two games in March versus a team that loses three or four games in the big 10 tournament or in the big 10 regular season and wins the turn wins the big 10 regular season title. 
or wins however many games in a row to win the Big Ten championship. You would still I would take- rather be a six to eight seed in the Big Ten tournament and lose in the Big Ten tournament than go to the Sweet 16 than what happened last year. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, I certainly don't want to revisit what happened last year. Exactly. I, I do not. I do not. Exactly. Want that again. Yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, I would, wouldn't feel as bad if they were Big Ten regular season champion again, or yeah. even Big Ten tournament champion or whatever. I guess they weren't yeah. regular season champion last year, technically. Um, but that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I get it. I want that too. I, I definitely want just make it to the second round of, of March. But right now they have to get to March. Right. A lot of basketball. They left. have to be healthy. A lot of basketball left. Um, there isn't a second game this coming week um, at Northwestern Saturday, four thirty Eastern um, on Big Ten Network. Northwestern's not bad. Uh, I've watched a couple Northwestern games. Um, they're not at the bottom of the Big Ten anymore. Um, they are. They might be playing on that Wednesday night. They might be a 11 to 14 seed in the tournament, but they're not 14 anymore. Like they. Um... Well, no, they're better than Nebraska, but are they really that much better than any other, anybody else? You think? I think they're, I think so. I think they're probably better in Penn State. Um, Penn State, Minnesota? I mean, uh, I don't know. Minnesota's been playing well. I mean, they're right just now not, they're, the bottom of the bottom of the they're standings. Not the, is... uh, they're not the doormat that they used to be. Like if you're not careful, this team will beat you. This is a Maryland type team. That's fair. No, that's understandable. Game. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so that's a game that with or without Kofi, they should win. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like Maryland. So, so that's the other game on Saturday. Um, we will likely have either a watch along on Tuesday night or a post game show on Tuesday night. So we can talk more about that there, but that is the second game this week. Anything else, Illinois that you want to uh, talk about? Um, no, no. Okay. Moving on to, uh, other men's college basketball news. Just got an ESPN alert that Dick Vitale announces that he will need surgery for dysplasia and won't appear for the rest of the season on ESPN. Um, so, uh, good vibes, sending, sending good vibes to, to Dickie V for recovery. It was so awesome to see him early in the season, get those big games and be on the call for, for a couple monster games and everyone's so excited to see him back after his diagnosis, but uh, not going to see him anymore this year, but um, he just needs to get healthy and, and uh, take care of himself first and foremost. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a, he's had a rough year. Um, he's, he's had a lot of things going on. I, somebody posted this a while ago and I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show. Um, and obviously it's not going to happen this year, but I want to see, CBS and ESPN come to some sort of agreement to get him on the call for some tournament games. Yeah. Um, I, it yeah. just needs to happen. Um, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's just one game or if it's a weekend or whatever, not saying it has to be the final four, but I think he, he needs to be on the call for some, from for some NCAA tournament games. Um, hopefully next year. Um, it just, it needs to happen. It needs to happen for, for Dickie um, for college yeah. basketball. Team him up with Brad Nessler. I mean, they worked together in the past when Nessler was with ESPN. I mean, whoever he'll work with whoever, but just yep. he needs he needs to be on the call for a tournament game at least. One. Yep. Yep. Um, other other news: Auburn is number one in the AP poll for the first time in school history. They're um, good. I had I had a lot of people uh, coming at me on Twitter on Saturday because uh, I was watching their game against Kentucky, and I said I feel so disgusting rooting for a Bruce Pearl coach team. 
and everyone was like, you need to get your priorities in line, dude. You're not an Illinois fan if you're rooting for Bruce Pearl. I'm like, all right. It was 1989. I wasn't even born yet. I, I just, I hate Kentucky. Like, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, had, I had some people like coming at me like, dude, no, like whatever. Um, I'm just reading the ESPN headlines here. Uh, Arizona State's uh, head coach was suspended and fined after a confrontation, apparently. Um, I saw that confrontation with the refs. Um, John Stockton's season tickets at Gonzaga have been suspended because he does not choose to abide by their mask rules. Um, does his son still play there? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think he, he must just go to – because he's an alum. He's an alum, yeah. Um, Saturday, I went to the – me and Christy went to the Louisville game against Notre Dame. I think I mentioned that. They did – I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. They retired Russ, Russ Smith's jersey, um, his number two jersey from – uh, when he played, I think he graduated in 2014, I think. Was was this an actual Jersey retirement? or This was an actual was Jersey same? retirement. Did yes. he dress up? He did. He had a suit oh, okay. on. Okay, so he, he, listened, he listened to Draymond Green. <laughs> he had a suit on, but the rest of his family had the T-shirts that had the Ru- – they had Russ, and then the last S was the two yep. um, instead of the S. Um, and I told – Chrissy didn't know who he was, and I told her he was a lot of fun to watch. And – I made the comparison to D Brown because he hasn't had any professional success because he's pretty, I think he's pretty small. Um, so he's kind of like D Brown. He was a great college player. Hasn't yep. really hit in the NBA yet, but, um, but that was fun. And then um, we're going to touch on this next co- conference realignment. UT Arlington has been brought up at, as MVC, right? Yeah. ESPN here says they are set to join the WAC this summer. So they are moving conferences. That probably makes going more to sense. The whack. Yes. Who else is in the whack right now? That'd be Grand Canyon, um, Utah. Oh, your favorite. Your Utah favorite. Valley. Utah Valley State or something like that. That's where Rio Grande Valley is. UT Rio Grande Valley is in there. Um, Abilene Christian, yeah. Cal Baptist, Dixie State. Chicago Indiana, State. Lamar. <laughs> A lot of Texas schools. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, geographically, the valley would have made more sense, but they don't belong in the valley. No offense no. to Kansas no, City. They do not. Or yeah, Arlington. Not. I'm sorry. That makes more sense for Arlington. Um, yeah, they don't. They don't belong there. No. Good for so them. that that leads into what we wanted to talk about. Missouri Valley has another member. Do you remember Yay. when we when this all started? Who I think we both kind of consensusly wanted the Missouri Valley to pick up. Uh, Murray State, yes, Murray State, UIC to go along with Belmont after Loyola left, and that is what happened. That is what's happening. Uh, UIC, according to a report from Matt Norlander, um, I think a couple people actually had it. I saw it from Matt Norlander first that the Missouri Valley will announce UIC as its 12th member. This was two days ago. Um, a big ad since the NBC is losing Loyola Chicago to the A10. The Valley has plucked Belmont, Murray State, plus UIC in just a few months' time. And then he goes on to say my exact sentiments while losing uh, Loyola hurts. If NBC stays at 12 and schools like Murray state and Belmont remain high level mid majors, there's a chance for the NBC to be a too big two bid NCAA tournament team. It'll require the likes of Northern Iowa Valpo and SIU to be good again. Of course, interesting phase ahead. And then he goes on to give credit to the commissioner, Jeff Jackson, 
who's kind of got ahead of this and, and been really good about filling these spots. Um, I, like I said, I agree with uh, Norlander's sentiments there. Murray and Belmont are consistently the two teams that get the bid from the OVC. Yeah. Uh, Murray is getting votes in the AP poll right now. They're 17 and two. If they can continue that in the NBC, there's no reason that the NBC can't be a two bid league consistently with the occasional, you know, if like a, the five seed in the tournament wins the tournament and gets the bid, they could get to a three bid team occasionally. Yep. They're, they're kind of like the beginning stages of what the, the WCC is right now. You know, they got Gonzaga who's automatically in and now they've got St. Mary's they've got San Francisco and BYU. Like that's going to be a four bid league this year. This is the Missouri Valley shaping up to be the, the mid-major conference in the middle of America where you can get multiple bids in. I, I love the move, um, not the UIC move per se, but I do. I think it's the right move to stay in Chicago, although UIC is pretty irrelevant in the city of Chicago, but at least you still have your base there. You have a school there that you can market to. Um, yeah, it, it's, the, it's the, perfect, the perfect additions for the Missouri Valley, and I'm glad they got it done. I want to go back to something you just said. Um, you just oh, said oh that oh the Missouri oh Valley Conference is turning into. I said the beginning stages of the West Coast Conference. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, isn't that where Gonzaga is at? It is. You're not wrong, but I think the Valley was that. <laughs> I think that's what the Valley used to be. I think yeah, the Valley was. That's a good point. That's a the good Valley point. was the best mid-major conference in the heart of the country. It's a good point. Um, for several years. Then Creighton left. Yep. And then Wichita left. Um, and the Valley did dip. Now Loyola so, left. <laughs> and now Loyola left. Yes. So I do think they used to be that. That's a good point. Um, but they haven't been since they've lost those schools. Yeah. Hang on. Um, I... I think all three of these additions are great. Mm-hmm. I think from honestly, from all st- from all standpoints, I think yep. that these are those were the right three schools to add if you're going to add. Um, at the time, nobody was really excited about the addition of Loyola. I was not, other than all. the fact that it was Chicago. Yes, um, I'll, I'll never forget. Were you, were you still? You were at SIL. Then, SIL. Right? Yeah. Did you go to the media day? No. So the very first, the Loyola's first season in the Valley, they hosted media day, basketball media day, (laughs) excuse me, in their arena. And a bunch of us went up. Chris Hagstrom took a bunch of production people. They did. That was the start of the ESPN three ESPN plus movement in the Valley was Chris organized that where they did a whole day long thing. Like the big schools, um, like the big conferences. Yes. And it, I mean, it was a, it was a legitimate thing. And that was exciting getting a Chicago school. They had Cheryl swoops. They brought in to be their head women's basketball coach that flamed out pretty quickly, but <laughs> I mean, that's a big name. I mean, that's one of the biggest names in women's basketball. So um, at the time, other than the Chicago edition and having Cheryl swoops among your coaches, there really wasn't much exciting about Loyola basketball or Loyola in general being added to the Valley that changed pretty quickly. Um, when their men's basketball team became one of the premier mid-major teams 
of the last decade. Um, so losing them obviously was going to hurt again, but I think, I think the Valley did a good job. I commend them for the, the three additions that they made. Um, I think, as you talked about, I think Belmont and Murray state have been uh, perennial at the top of the Ohio Valley. Not that the Ohio Valley is very good, but they have been the best teams in that conference. I was just looking at it just about every single year. Yep. Um, Belmont has made noise in the, in there, but Belmont has made noise in the NCAA yeah. tournament. They've yeah. won a couple games the last couple yeah. uh, last decade. Now, I don't know athletically that UIC does much to excite you, but again, staying in Chicago, it's a big school. I didn't realize how big it was. It's, it's a big campus. They got a lot of kids there. Um, uh, It's, it's the second biggest in the state uh, after Champaign. Um, And I had forgotten about this, but did you, have you seen pictures of their baseball stadium? Curtis Um, Granderson funded like half of the, half of the UIC's. Yes. Look up Curtis Granderson stadium. Like it is tremendous and it has a great view of downtown Chicago. Like it is, it is phenomenal. So like I'm all for it. I'm all for the addition to, to you for you, to UIC, to the Valley. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Get Chicago, stay in Chicago. Sure. You you added, you added two schools to be that are going to help you be competitive. Now you add another school, plus one of them is also in a pretty big market in Nashville. But then you add another yeah. school to stay in Chicago. I think they did all the right things to yeah. what they needed to do. Yeah. Like I said, when um, I think the news of Murray broke or was being discussed, um, when Loyola joined the Missouri Valley from the horizon, they were not a good basketball program. And that's why people, I think, weren't very excited. They were a 500 basketball program, which is where UIC is right now. So I see a lot of similarities and a lot of parallels between the two. Now, is UIC going to go to a Final Four within the first five years of them joining the Missouri Valley? Probably not. But didn't think Loyola was. We didn't think <laughs> exactly. Um, I was just looking at Belmont season by season. I know we started talking about um, UIC, but Belmont has been to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. NCAA tournament since 2006. They won good. <laughs> one game in 2017. They won, or no, that's NIT. Never mind. I don't think they have won a game. I thought they had knocked off someone and upset someone, I but it doesn't. Too. It doesn't look like they did. Um, I could have swore that they had won an NCAA tournament game, but it doesn't look like they did. Um, why do I know the name Casey Alexander? He's their head coach. Why do I know that name? Hmm. He played there till 95. No. Okay. I don't nope. know. Nope. Not, I guess not who I thought it was. I don't think you know him. That's, that's their head coach. Um, they used to have Rick Bird, who I think is now a Hall of Famer. He was a great head coach. But, but yeah, good news for the Missouri Valley. Um, anything else from college uh, hoops? Um, no. No, although I did just send you the link to Curtis yeah. Granderson Stadium. I it's, see that. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I'll look um, at that. Look but at no, that no, I, I don't think so. Then we will move on to Illinois football. Some news just now breaking on Twitter. Um, Jakari Norwood has entered his name into the transfer portal, uh, running back for the Illini, um, the latest player to uh, announce their transfer from the program. Uh, Donnie Navarro, wide receiver, also put his name 
into the transfer portal um, as a grad. He, he will be a grad transfer. Um, he he kind of had a, a rough couple of years. He had one really good year, 2019, I think, when he might have led the team in receiving. Um, I know he caught a long touchdown in the upset of Wisconsin. The last two years haven't been great for Donnie, although he was a good punt returner. Um, and then the big one, Daniel Barker, who had put his name in the NFL draft, he has since pulled his name out of the draft, but has put his name into the transfer portal. Um, I had not read or seen anything about him considering coming back to Illinois. It sounds like he's, he's thinking of, of other places, but the purge of the roster continues, which I think everyone expected uh, this off season, a lot of turnover, a lot of changes coming from Brett Mielma's, uh, uh roster. And they're, they're now coming uh, to a head. Oh, I think those are the three big ones. There might have been a couple other ones, but but that's what we got right now. Not a lot of shock. I mean, you knew yeah. you were going to lose people. Um, yep. There's always going to be turnover, especially now with in the yep. era of the transfer portal until there is some sort of guidance, guidelines for it. It's going to continue to be like this. Yep. Um, it just got to expect it. You got to fill the gaps and, yep. and you know, let those guys do what they got to do. So, yeah. Not really yep. shocked by any of it. Um, gotta just gotta keep building, and I think he's doing the right thing and and yep. building that program the way he wants. So as long as you can hang on to the the keystones of your roster, the Isaiah Williams, right. the Chase Browns, the um, shoot, who's the backup running back? Uh, McCray, Josh McCray, um, Sydney Brown. As long as you can and can hang on to those guys and they don't bolt, then then I think you'll be you'll have a good foundation. They did also sign or um, get a commit from another JUCO offensive lineman that they really really wanted, um, is Zylon Zy- Chrysler, I think is his name. Um, he's a big dude. He's like six seven three eighty. He is massive to to help maybe come in and, and get some of offensive line help. Um, but the biggest news was uh, Luke Ford is coming back for his senior season, I think that um, broke literally minutes after we literally, <laughs> literally posted we, last week's show or recorded. We ta- last week. <laughs> yeah. We talked about um, there's talk of Luke Ford making an announcement soon. And then as soon as I hit uh, stop recording less than two minutes later, he tweeted out his video. He was very, he was trying to be very sly because his tweet said, thank you, Illini nation. And he talked about how much he'd accomplished and how proud he was. And then he said, I will be declaring for another year at Illinois, like at the very end of the video. So he tried to be very sly. Now he had not put his name into the draft yet. He had not made any announcement yet, Um, but he is coming back, which um, I think helps Um, the new offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny recruited Ford to Arkansas where he initially committed before decommitting and going to Georgia. So he has a relationship with Lunny, and I think Lunny uses tight ends. We say that with every offensive coordinator that gets hired, that they use tight ends, and then they never really do. I think Ford, Ford has 18 career catches, but hopefully this year has, has a little bit of a breakout and, and good to see him come back. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – yeah, you mentioned the Lunny thing makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that that was a, you know, obviously a big draw for 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 Luke to come back. Um, I, I – I don't know what sort of um, future he has. Um, he's certainly more of a blocking tight end than he is going to be a, ever a receiving yeah. tight end. 
Um, and I'm sure that there's a future for him in the NFL to some degree. Um, but I would still like to find a way to get him a little bit more involved in the offense. I think he's I, too talent. I think he's too talented to, to be strictly just yep. there to block. I agree. I, I agree. Think he, they need to find a way to incorporate him a little bit more. We might take I remember that. the Nebraska game, the first game of the season, first play of the season, Come Peters pass. rolls out and hits forward on a, a crossing pattern. And everyone around me was like, finally, here he is. Let's go 35, 50 catch season for Luke Ford. And he had 15. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'm not a, I'm not an X's and O's guy when it comes to football. Um, maybe there's more to it than I, than I was able to know, but like, like that just, it didn't make sense to me. Nope. I don't under, I don't get it. I don't get it, but glad that he's going to come back and hopefully they can find a way to um, use him a little bit more. Yep. I agree. I agree. Now the NFL weekend that we can get into, oh man, could have its whole a whole show by its by by itself. So just running down the scores in order here, Bengals beat the Titans nineteen to sixteen on a game winning field goal as time expires. 49ers beat the Packers thirteen to ten on a game winning field goal as time expires. Rams beat the Buccaneers thirty to twenty seven on a game winning field goal as time expires, and the Chiefs beat the Bills. 42 to 36 on a game winning touchdown in overtime that ends the game. All four games end on a walk-off. Nuts. <laughs> it was absolute bedlam in the NFL this weekend. It was fantastic television. Scientifically proven to be the best weekend of football by fact checker Craig Choate. I yeah. Sure, absolutely. The Go best with that. two days of football ever. Absolutely insane. I, I, I don't have anything. I, I don't know how you can recap it. I don't know how the national shows are recapping the weekend because you, you just can't put into words what happened. Yeah, it was it was it was madness. Uh, all of those for all of those first three games to end and walk off. Uh, field goals was was something and then we still had the most anticipated game of the of the whole weekend which did not disappoint (laughs) no i mean as great as those first three games were oh my goodness uh chiefs bills sunday night was fantastic football it was just so so um it was 26 21 with two minutes left in regulation (laughs) With yeah. a minute with a minute 40 left, the Bills score a touchdown to go up by three, 29-26. 52 seconds later, the Chiefs score a 64-yard touchdown to go up 33-29. And then with 13 seconds left in the game, the Bills take a 36-33 <laughs> lead. Game's over, right? 13 seconds. That's not even if you have three timeouts, that's not enough to do anything. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball back. And they kick a field goal as time expires. 13 seconds left. He gets him in field goal position. Yeah. And it was insane. It was incredible. And it was then insane. Um, Chiefs get the opening kick of overtime and they go down and they score. Um, do you ever look at win probability? Like the win, prob- win probability? Chart? I don't I don't follow it as much, but I, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So if you're not on YouTube, I'm going to show it to the camera. That's the end of the win. Yeah. That's the end. 
Look at the look at the the yeah. changes on the end of the win probability chart. It went from it goes from eighty two percent Chiefs to seventy five percent Bills to ninety five percent Bills to ninety one percent Chiefs to ninety percent Bills to a tie to a hundred percent Chiefs. It was the biggest wave of back and forth I'd ever seen, and that came after the Rams Bucks that also the Rams had a 99.5% chance of winning the game with four minutes left with four minutes left. They had a 99% chance of winning the game and it got down to Rams 50% when it was tied. Like I, I, I don't even, admit, I'm just rambling. I, I don't even know what to say. I had kind of tuned that game out. <laughs> Me too. I fell asleep. Um, I had moved away from that. I still had it on, um, but I was doing something else at the time. And uh, I just kept looking over and I'm like, what's happening? Like, this is, this was over. This game yep. was over. Yep. And then they just kind of fell apart. I mean, they still pulled it off, but damn. Which of those four games surprises you the most? Like the outcome? Or the yeah. fact that they were exciting football games. No, the outcome. What are you most surprised at? Um, Niners Packers. That's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Niners Packers. I mean, I the Packers. I think we have both talked about. I think most people have talked about. I mean, they were the favorite to win the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the 49ers, Anybody thought really had a prayer mm-hmm. um, to come out of that. I mean, you can you can certainly make an argument for the Bengals Titans, but I don't think the Titans. No one was buying the Titans. Yeah, no one. I mean, yeah, they were the number one seed in the AFC, but I mean, the winner of that Chiefs Bills game is was going to be the AFC champion. So, um, yeah, I would say 49ers. I mean, uh, Niners over Packers. To I would agree. And the Packers season. Did you watch that game? Uh, yeah, most of it, at least the Packers went down on their opening drive and just shoved it down the 49ers throat. Yeah. They scored on their first possession and then they didn't score another touchdown the rest of the game. Yeah. And the 49ers touchdown came from a block punt in the yeah. fourth quarter with four minutes left. It was a little cold there. If I remember, it was very cold there. <laughs> it was very cold there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, uh, might be the last time we see Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, um, sets up a, see what what's first is Bengals yeah Bengals at the Chiefs three o'clock on Sunday Kansas City is a seven point favorite and then the nightcap um the AFC games on CBS the nightcap is 49ers at the Rams um, on Fox at 6 30 um Eastern Rams are a three and a half point favorite Rams can play a Super Bowl in their home stadium that had never happened until last year now we could get it two years in a row yeah um what are your what's your prediction? Uh, Rams Chiefs. I mean that that's they're the favorites, and I think yeah. it's the most likely scenario. Um, yeah, I've been I high think... on the Rams. I've been high on the Rams all season. I know they've kind of yeah. fluttered yeah. a little bit. Um, they've had their moments, but I think uh, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Chiefs, um, but I, I've kind of been high on them for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really a, a, you know, a hot take or anything, but yeah. When, uh, when we picked our Super Bowl picks preseason, we both picked Packers Chiefs, but Mm -hmm. 
But then when I saw that you picked Packers Chiefs, I picked a backup and it was Bills Rams. So I could get one from both. Yeah. That probably would have been my backup too had I done that. Um, (laughs) Just kind of thinking about it now, like that's probably what I would have also picked. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I saw, I um, I think Rams Chiefs. I think that's my pick too. Uh, My heart says Bengals Rams just because I I love this Bengals team. Um, And I almost, I almost went back and brought it up, but I think on draft day, I tweeted something about the Bengals need to pick Panay Sewell. Like if you want Joe Burrow to be healthy, you have to pick Panay Sewell. And I almost went back and brought it up because Burrow got sacked nine times. Yeah. So looking back, did they make the right choice? Because Jamar Chase is going to win rookie of the year. Yeah. So they drafted the rookie of the year. But it's hard to hard to say that's right not choice. the right. It's hard to say that's not the right choice. Exactly. I see exactly. what you're saying. Right, right. And you it's can like certainly make a case for it, but I think it I think they made a good choice either way. I don't know if that yeah. was right or wrong in that scenario. Yeah, I think they got an offensive tackle in the second round or something as well. They're good. They they've been fun to watch too. They're I mean, way ahead of schedule. Watch. I did not think Joe Burrow was was going to have the season that he had. I took him no. as my backup in fantasy. Yeah, um, Mahomes was my starter, so I never really needed Burrow. I mean, Mahomes struggled for a little while, but um, yeah, they're yeah ahead of schedule is right. I think that they were. Um, I think that was kind of a obviously a surprise to a lot of people. So good for them. Um, yeah. I'd be happy. With, I'd be happy with, with the, the Bengals in there too. Uh, I'd be fine with that. I'm kind of okay with any of the outcomes. I told Chrissy this last night, cause I was rooting for the Rams to beat the Bucks, and she was very caught off guard because you know, of, of what I've said for about the Rams, um, in the past, but one, I just didn't want the Bucks to repeat. Um, I, I don't, I don't like repeat champs unless it's my team, of course. Um, Which team? You have like seven. Well, my head. I was thinking St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I wasn't oh. thinking. I wasn't thinking football for this. Um, and then two. I still hate the Rams, like I and I hate Stan Kroenke more than anyone else on planet Earth. But I I adore Cooper Cup. I like Matthew He's- Stafford. Like I, I kind of like most of their players and I, I don't know. I, and I told her maybe it's because the whole Rams and St. Louis thing has been put on the back burner and it's settled and we're not going to get any more drama out of that, which I really wish the Rams would have just laid the hammer and they settled for pennies on the dollar. But I think I'm kind of over my Rams. hate. I, I still hate Stan Kroenke and Kevin Dimoff, but you have, there's no I don't other hate ties. The franchise. Yeah. There's no other ties to it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just that one person or small group of people that made that decision. Yeah. But this is a totally new roster. This is not yeah. the same. They're, um, they're basically different colors. Like, it's just like, it doesn't even feel like it's the same yeah. team, same organization. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm with you. I was never a Rams fan, um, but I, I can understand where you're coming from. But yeah, I, I've been, as I said, I've been in on them and I think also big Cooper cup fan. Um think he should be the nfl mvp i know he won't Uh, yeah but i agree with you um i I agree with you it'll obviously go to a quarterback and you know you can make that argument but um yeah just i'm i'm pulling for them i think at this point um 
don't really have a preference of either AFC team, I guess, but I think I'm probably pulling for the Rams. Just I'd like to see him do it. I'd like yeah. to see Beckham get one. Um, Matt Stafford. I mean, it's one of those situations where I knew I just as had soon as, he, as soon as he left, as Detroit. soon as he leaves, he's going to win one. Like yeah. that's just how it happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, Let me ask great. you this. Okay. Two questions though. Okay. You kind of touched on it earlier. First question. Where does Aaron Rodgers play next year? Oh, I... gut. Just give me a gut answer. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, second question. Does Tom Brady play another game of football? Yes. Okay. All right. That's it. Shut it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> great weekend of playoff football. Hopefully another good one on, on Sunday. Um, that I guess this week later. All right. We got a, a, a big entertainment section here and I know we're Ooh. already going pretty long, but we, we got Ooh. some stuff we want to talk about. Um, and I'm just going to throw it up to Logan. I finally saw no way home. Hey, did you go to a theater? <laughs> I went to a theater. You went to a, you went to a basketball game and a movie theater over the course and, of last week. Yep. Me and Christy went to a Thursday afternoon matinee. All right. Of- uh, no How many way people home. were in the theater? Me and Christy and one other person. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. That's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Every like, time I've seen it, both times it's been jam-packed. <laughs> it was um, it was the uh, theater with the reclining seats, so a little, a lot more room. So two rows in front of us reclining. But if it was normal seats, it would have been like eight rows in front of us. They were they were way up there. Um. So yeah, I saw I saw No Way Home. Um. Let's talk. Spider-Man and Marvel might be my favorite superhero. Yeah. I think all three of these, all three of the Spider-Man trilogy were great. I don't have many flaws with them. Iron Man had the one that was kind of a dud. Um, Correct. What are the other trilogies? Uh, Even the Avengers. Age of Ultron was kind of a dud. I think the only um, trilogy that can that can somewhat compete is Captain America. Um, okay. I think First Avenger, uh, Winter Soldier, and Civil War are a comparable trilogy yep. to what Spider Man was. I think that's yep. the only one that really can. Iron Man, no. Thor, no. Yeah. Um, we'll see Guardians three if it's any good. Uh, the second one wasn't really a fan favorite. Um, I think those are the only ones they've done. Uh, yes, the Avengers. I guess technically yeah. there's been four of those. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think I think Captain America is the only one that could um, really you can make an argument for. Yep. Um, I think quality wise, I think Captain America has the best of them. Um, I think Winter, Winter Soldier is the best of all six of those movies. If you're comparing them, if I said this to somebody else, I think if you're comparing Cap the Captain America trilogy and the Spider Man trilogy, I would say Winter Soldier is the best movie. And then the next three best are all Spider-Man movies. And then, well, maybe Civil War. Civil War is probably Yeah, Civil War was good, yeah. There. Regardless. Um, I Yeah, I think those you, you are the say, top two. For sure. You're saying Captain America has the best, but they also have the yes. worst. And then yes. Spider-Man's, yeah. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, this one was, I mean, it was just so much fun seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield yeah. in with Tom Holland. 
Yeah. I, I think they did it really well. And the way I they agree. brought the way they brought um I know we're kind of giving spoilers away, but it's been more than a month now, so we don't care. Um the way they brought Doc Ock and Goblin and the way they brought them back in, it wasn't hard to comprehend. Like it, no. it made it made sense no. the way that they did it. Um I didn't <laughs> I I saw the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I've seen them all. You didn't but I don't much. I don't remember the plot or anything and I completely forgot that Jamie Foxx was in it. Yeah. So when he popped up, I was like, "Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. him." Um I just thought it was really it was fun. Like it was a yeah. fun movie. Um really enjoyed it. And I there's not much else I can say. I I it's one that it will go in the rotation of when I need to put something on that, like, I don't need to, when I don't want to put something new on that I have to pay attention to, but I need to put something on, like, it'll go into that movie rotation. Like, if I just want a fun movie that I could just have on, and if I look away for 20 minutes, like, it's okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun movie. It is a, <laughs> it is a crowd-pleasing, yeah. fan service experience that um gets you get you out of your seat and it, yeah it was a lot of fun i would say i would i would say homecoming is better um probably but i would say i enjoyed this one more yep. um i i've mentioned it on this show or on other shows whatever um i i do have some qualms with the story a little bit in far in no way home um i don't i i think they knew where they wanted the story to end but i don't think they knew how they wanted to get there yeah and i think that there's some some holes in some of that logic i can you can take me so far with suspension of disbelief i understand that these are comic book fantasy movies so like i can i can do that to an extent but there are certain things in that movie that i'm like you know, that just doesn't really add up to me. Um, regardless, I, it's it's an amazing, fun time at the movies, for sure. Yep. Um, yep. The Spider-Man, th- just seeing them all three together was was fantastic. Andrew Garfield just absolutely stole the movie. His, yep. He's a great Spider-Man, but his movies were not very good. Right. Which is obviously why they rebooted it again. Um, it went with Tom Holland. But he was, he's just, he stole the movie to me. Yeah. I mean, him and him and Willem Dafoe were the MVPs of that movie. I read stuff when I got home about it and he was very appreciative of getting the call to, to do it because he thought that there was a lot of loose ends and, yeah. and that they could do a better job with his Spider-Man. So I think it meant a lot to him. Um, I, I saw that he, uh, he lied to Emma Stone. She asked him if he was in it. And he, he lied was like, to everybody. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. He I mean, lied they had, to everybody. They had to. They had yeah. To. Um, I like that they kind of recreated the meme of all the Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yeah. Uh, when they were in the lab. Um, yep. I liked that they got, um, MJ more involved because like in the last two, I feel like she's kind of just been like very quiet and supportive and this, she played it. She played a really, um, important role along with Ned, who is his right hand man. I thought it was cool the that Ned could do the. The yep. Doctor Strange thing. Yep. Um, Marissa Tomei is still a babe. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. But yeah. Yeah. 
yeah um, I, fun uh, movie if you haven't seen it yet go see it yeah uh, if not as soon as it comes out on streaming watch it because it's fun it's very it'll be, very fun it'll be a while i was i was talking to a uh, a friend of ours who also listens to this show and uh he no had name drop it. no shout out uh alex wilson alex okay wilson. uh he had just watched this movie recently as well and he was he called me and was raving about it and everything how great it was and he said it was like number one for him in his marvel ranking i'm like okay um pump the brakes yeah pump the brakes <laughs> yeah. it's great i have it in like top 10 top 11 something like that would uh, it be the most fun no guardians is fun too right i don't remember guardians i don't think the for me personally i don't think it tops the infinity war or Endgame yeah movie experience yeah um and i enjoy, guardians is still my favorite yeah but i think it could you could put it somewhere after those three it personally yeah. for me in terms of a in pure enjoyment standpoint yeah, I'd say it's it's certainly in that in that discussion. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, we're going long here, so let's move on. Who cares? I also I also watched Don't Look Up. Hey, <laughs> hey, look at you. Look at you. All these movies with, with three words in it that are confusing um, people and don't yeah. look up. Yes. Okay. What are your thoughts? That one not a great movie, I don't I don't think, but like it is so timely yeah. because it, it makes sense on multiple different levels in a, t- yeah. a lot of different aspects. It makes so much sense. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I might watch it again. It, it was, it had its moments. It was funny, but it's not yeah. like on my favorites list or uh, one that I would give like a hundred out of a hundred. It, it, no. it was good. It was good. No. It's uh, it's been very divisive. I know a lot of people that really enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of people that did not enjoy it. It will s- most likely be a best picture nominee at the Oscars. Um, wow. I don't agree with that. I don't have it anywhere near that mark personally. I, my it, takeaway is from that it, because of the cast. Like, as does that why it, does that happen sometimes? Like it's got no, such a star studded. Honestly, I think it, I think it's more Adam McKay. I think they've really um, liked his first two movies. Um, yeah. The cast certainly has something to do with it, but none of them are going to be nominated. It's yeah. not. It's not going to get any acting nominations. It'll. It'll get a. It'll get a screenplay nomination, um, and that honestly might be it. But it'll still probably be the best picture, just because I because they have to go to ten this year. It's a requirement that there's going to be ten best picture nominees, and I don't. I can't tell you another enough that are going to be in that conversation. Again. For me personally, it's not up there, but I also have like Spider-Man up there and, and Kanto and Mitchell's versus the machines and movies that like, aren't going to be in those discussion either. Um, I just felt like I was being preached to for two hours. Yep. Like that was my thing. Like I can, I understand what you're saying and I can agree with you on some things, but I just felt like I was being preached to the whole movie and I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't really think too much about it. Um, I didn't. I didn't really love it. I get it. I understand why it's getting some of the hype, some of the praise. But um, I don't think it was anybody's best performance. I don't think yeah. it was his best script. I don't think it was his best movie. Part of me wishes he would go back and do silly comedies with his no longer friend Will Ferrell. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but yeah, that was my take. So 
anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I did not realize watching the previews that that was Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I had, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not a whole lot of takeaways compared to to No Way Home. And then my last thing, I have one box set of a TV show. You personally in, own in my possession. one box set. Guess what it is. I'm supposed to guess what it is. Um, friends. Nope. <clears throat> Similar. Lost. Nope. Mm. It's all dusty. So that shows you how often I watch it because it's streaming right. now. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yes. I knew that. Yes. How Did I you Met watch? Your Mother. Did you watch Have first you two episodes? Watched- have you watched How I Met Your Father? I have watched the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father. I have some thoughts. I have as well. So let's talk. <laughs> I, that's one show that I don't own uh, on DVD. I forgot that I knew. I think I knew you owned that. Um, <laughs> I was excited when they announced this. Yeah. Um, just because I was a big fan of the original show. Um, I don't totally. Hillary Duff was supposed to do the Lizzie McGuire show. And yep. then when they decided to not do that, they just put her into this one. Um, I, when I saw like trailers and previews and stuff, I wasn't super excited anymore. Um, and honestly, I don't know that I was really going to watch it, but I had heard that there was the moment in the pilot that was worth watching for that. So that's pretty much why I watched it just to see yeah. what this moment was. Okay. And I'll admit it did get to me a little bit. It made me smile, yeah. made me yeah. laugh. Um, but other than that, I don't, there's just, they lack chemistry. It's just, I don't know who these characters are. I'm not sure why I'm supposed to care. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The first one just had so much more heart. I felt like, and I don't know, I'll give it more. I'll give it more chances. I'll, I'll keep watching just to kind of see how it goes just because I really like the first one, the, the original so much, but my expectations are pretty low, I think. How about you? Where are you at? I thoroughly enjoyed the first two of this. Really? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought so I also went in with expectations of, all right, this is a reboot of a classic that most of the country love. Like, this is not going to work. But there are a lot of similarities. I mean, it's done by yeah. the same. It's done by the yeah. same people. Oh, for sure. So I get the same vibe that I did with the the voiceover although i do like the fact that they have um shoot what's her name sex in the city uh, uh i i can't think because she's not in the sex in the city reboot she's doing this instead why can't i think what her name is either uh, <sighs> well anyway kim well, kim cattrall kim cattrall yes kim cattrall is the bob saget the narrator um, R.I.P. yeah of the show as uh sadie is that her name yeah so so sadie is the ted sophie 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 is the ted of how i met your your father so kim is 2050 is the year she's telling her kids but it it takes place in 2022 um so it starts with a, a tinder date that she finally meets and now this guy's moving and it it, it gave me a lot of a lot of parallels and i and i enjoyed it i That's went fair I went to Hulu today because I thought the next episode was out and it doesn't come out till uh, midnight. So wasn't able to, to watch the next episode. Um, I will say though, I loved how I met your mother while it was airing live. But anytime I go back and watch it, 
it doesn't do the same. Like, as opposed to Friends, every time I watch Friends, I la- I'll laugh at the same joke in Friends 50 times. But How I Met Your Mother does not have the rewatch effect that the show, every other show does for me. I will admit, I have not revisited it. I just um, watch it like on syndication or... Oh, I, yes, I will catch some. Yeah. It's one of those that I, I feel like at some point I would. Um, this is just the fault of the world we live in. Um, it's not on Netflix. So... Anymore. Anymore. It was at one point. Um, but there, therefore there are trailer or there are commercials and I think I just it's on Hulu there's commercials. Oh, that's true. When there I watch it, unless you pay, I, mean, I don't pay for the non-commercial commercials version. on Hulu. Um, so I think, I don't know, that's not a really good reason to not watch it again. Cause it was one of my favorite shows when it aired. Uh, I loved it so much. I, I had some issues with the last season. Um, like everybody. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I really loved it. And I, I don't really have a lot against this current, this reboot. It's only been two episodes. I can't really um, give it much flack at this point, but ev- everything's getting a reboot anymore. And yeah. hardly any of them actually do well, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I have watched reboots of Full House and Boy Meets World. Granted, Boy Meets World was geared towards a much younger audience. So that was never for me. Um, it was actually better than I think it got some credit for, but again, it's for a much younger audience, but I've watched that full fuller house. Um, I have watched, I watched the 24 reboot when they did that. I didn't watch Dexter, the, this most nope. recent one. Didn't um, I watched the original run, but I didn't watch the reboot. Um, but either way, there's just, most of these just don't work that well. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how long this will go. And I just feel like it's just, I'm not going to nearly be as invested. When How I Met Your Mother aired, I didn't get, I didn't jump on it at the beginning. Me neither. I was a few seasons in before I got into it. Um, I think no, I, 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 was, I was caught up to it when the last few seasons aired. So I was watching those in real time. I watched the season, the series finale. Here's a, here's a name drop for you. I watched the series finale of How I Met Your Mother on a TV screen the size of my computer monitor. I hope she's listening to this show, but Amber Polchinski. I was at Amber's apartment because she was one of my only friends there that was still watching How I Met Your Mother. So I was at her apartment, and that's where where I watched it. I'm pretty darn sure. I remember uh, I was at my house watching with my roommate and friend, Kyle Crawford. He did not watch the show. He was not caught up. I was the only one home at the house at the time that watched. And I remember, um, spoiler alert for those that have not seen How I Met Your Mother, the series finale when they're all sitting on the couch and Robin is sitting like this. She never shows her left hand. Like five minutes into the, into the, into the episode, I'm like, they're divorced. They broke up. They're not married. And I was like, I yep. knew it. I knew they were going to go yeah. there. Yeah, I had some qualms with with that last season, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I will continue yeah. to, to give it a shot and see how it goes. But uh, that's great. That's wonderful. What is this celebrity gossip that Logan put on the rundown? Two things. Okay. Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> First... First, John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. Then, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. 
And now, Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Sorry, my Siri's talking to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. I love it. Love Hader. Love Kendrick. Great. Good for them. Um, they played siblings on Noel. Very underrated, underappreciated Christmas movie from a couple years Which, ago. By the way, this is a conversation that me and Logan had on text to a, to a T. This is the identical conversation we had on text like four days ago. Yes. And I told Logan that I just watched Noel this Christmas, like Christmas Eve for the first time. I enjoyed uh, it. It was, yeah, it was okay. It was I enjoyed it's it. Not a Christmas classic, but it's okay. I, I knew, I mean, as I told you in the text message, that was obviously going to be a movie that I was going to love. I mean, it's yeah. Christmas, it's Anna Kendrick, it's Bill Hader. Like there was yeah. zero chance I was going to, I wasn't going to love that movie. Uh, the second thing, not nearly as exciting, but do you see that Colin Jost and Pete Davidson bought a boat? Bought <laughs> <laughs> a, a old Staten Island, Staten Ferry. Island Ferry that they're going to turn into a bar. <laughs> oh, I had not seen that. Yes. They want to turn it into a bar. I, ca- I kind of love that. And I saw uh, the weekend update. Today. Yeah. The, I watched oh, the, the weekend, weekend update. The weekend update thing was great. Um, but yeah, they bought a boat. <laughs> and because Mike Gola Jr. was the one that made the comment on Twitter that name it, they should name it Stefan's. Yeah. Stefan is Hater's character from, from SNL on Weekend Update. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that was just exciting. I was like, all right, cool. That's fun. Um, um, that's it. That's my celebrity gossip for the day. It was only a matter of time before Anna Kendrick was in some sort of celebrity relationship, right? Like she'd stayed out of it for like 10 years. Yeah. But it was only a matter of time before she found someone. Sure. Apparently Too she bad found it wasn't Hater. Too bad it wasn't me. I'm taken. Sorry. Sorry, Anna. <laughs> I know you tried. <laughs> I tried a couple <laughs> times. She blocked me on Twitter. Are you serious? <laughs> no. no, Craig, I'm not serious. Do you ever, oh. uh, speaking of Twitter, but don't do call you me ever Shirley. stumble across people that have blocked you on Twitter and you don't know why? Uh, yeah, it has happened a couple times. I don't remember who it was. But there was there was at least one or two in the last few years that yeah that it was odd yeah there's um, a couple that I'm like I never even I've never added you I've never tweeted at you I, what did I do to piss you off on the flip side of that this happened fairly recently within the last I don't know eight to ten months I was going I was on Facebook and I somehow stumbled upon accounts that I have muted. Mm-hmm. like actual friends of mine that I had somehow at some point, either intentionally or not, probably not intentionally had muted their accounts. So I hadn't been seeing things that they had posted. Like I have a friend who like posts a lot of movie stuff and like, I just hadn't been seeing his posts for, I don't know how long I had no idea yeah. that he was doing all this stuff. Don't know how it happened. So yeah. clearly that stuff can be done accidentally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that has happened to me. Did you I have a notable have... name of somebody that had muted that had blocked you that, no, there's just one. I'm not going to call him out, but there's one that I'm like, I've never interacted with you, dude. Like, why do you have me blocked? I, can't I don't this. I don't have many people blocked, but I utilize the mute function a lot. On yeah, Twitter. I've done that. I I have a lot of people muted um, on Twitter. Facebook, I have. Yeah, I, I've unfollowed people on Facebook, so I don't see their posts a, right. a number of times. You have to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have my phone number muted too. Just oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I wanted to call you out today too because I had sent you the text message about recording, and then I hadn't heard anything for like ten minutes, and then you tweeted something. 
<laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I know, I know you're looking at your phone or your computer or something, and you're just blatantly not responding to my text message. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> you're the worst. It's not going to get any better. I no, know it's not. I know, I know. Although you might have texted me, it was right about when I had the dog issue today. Could have been. You it was just, right about that. But time. shortly after is when you tweeted about the Cardinals. So oh, you weren't super which, busy. We don't have time to get into that because we're already almost two hours in. Uh, but all right. Uh, like I said, we're two hours in. Do you got anything else? <laughs> no. Um, this one might be one that I have to cut out a section where we just rambled on for a little bit because I feel like this is a little bit longer. Um, that's Logan Lee. I'm Craig Show. Thank you for listening. Um, like we said earlier, if you're if you're still here, if you're hanging out with us, um, give this video a like on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, um, give us a rating on all that. Um, get in the comment section on YouTube as well. Let us know your thoughts on anything that we talked about, uh, on the show. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Craig Davies show at the Logan Lee at no one asks us pod. Um, anything, just get at us, uh, interact with us and, and we can get your thoughts. You can get our thoughts on, uh, on what you heard on this, this episode. Um, Illinois does play Tuesday night. Um, we might do a watch along. We might just do a post game show. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Um, we might try to watch along again. Uh, we'll see what kind a, of mood Craig's in. Yeah, since it's not a Friday night game, it wasn't the first one a Friday night game. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get more people in with us on a Tuesday night instead of a Friday night, um, and then we'll do a post game show and get that out for you uh, after the game. Um, I think that's it. Anything else, Logan? No, sir. All right, for Logan Lee, I'm Craig Schott. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. 335 days till Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Bye.